Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of November 20th. But first, an announcement. I am having a workshop today about the Sagittarius new moon to help you with intention setting, and people will have the opportunity to get hot takes on their natal charts. You can sign up at the link in the show notes or at astrologybyceleste.com if you'd like to join. We are on the other side of the lunar eclipse now, so hopefully it has been illuminated to you what in your life you need to release, what needs to change, what new things have started. This eclipse season was a lot about relationships. Venus in Scorpio was conjunct the new moon on October 25th, and at the full moon lunar eclipse on November 8th, Venus was opposite the moon and next to the sun. So a lot about relationships, transformative relationships, death of relationships, changes in relationships have been a big part of this cycle. And Uranus was conjunct the moon at the lunar eclipse, meaning expect the unexpected. And the other big feature was that Mars, the planet of action, drive, and assertion, is retrograde in the sign of Gemini, an air sign about communication. And when a planet's retrograde, it has the ability to cause a lot of damage. Topics it rules, gets wonky, as well as there can be reversals or return to previous situations. And it's square Neptune, the planet of illusions and delusions. So there's been a lot of confusing and disorienting things going on. So one of the things that I saw about this time was the potential for political violence. I thought it would be at the polls. Thankfully, it was not. The biggest story was about Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked by a man who broke into their house looking for her. He wanted to break both her kneecaps, Mars retrograde, and the fact that Gemini likes to do things in two, so both her kneecaps, a very Mars retrograde topic. In uh, Hammers are ruled by Mars, and Mars square Neptune is also called the Holy War Transit. It's when people are willing to fight for their beliefs. And so this man was willing to, you know, attack someone, Mars retrograde, for political reasons. And Time Magazine did a story about across the nation about how there's been an increase in threats, acts of violence, and intimidation of elected officials and people who work in civic institutions. So this is a very, you know, sad part of the story, but it's part of the eclipse experience that the country had. The second thing is Twitter. So Elon Musk finally closed on Twitter right after the solar eclipse. 
And by the lunar eclipse, it become clear that his new policies are disastrous. He has implemented an $8 fee for verification of getting the blue check mark. And the blue check mark used to mean that you were someone of note, whether you were a celebrity or an author or a politician. But now anyone can buy it and get the check mark. And what has happened is people are impersonating other people and other companies and causing this massive confusion. Mars retrograde square Neptune. Yeah. And so the biggest story I've seen so far is that someone created a fake account pretending to be Eli Lilly, the pharmaceutical company, and made a post saying insulin would be free. And this has caused the stock of Eli Lilly to tumble precipitously, as well as two other companies, Novo Nordisk and Sanofi, tumbled as well. So this action that has caused massive confusion and let fraudsters and people trying to do harm be able to pretend and impersonate other people It's caused Twitter to become essentially a useless app or what have you that can no no longer be trusted as a source for important news. Also, it was election day on the same day of the lunar eclipse. And I was hoping that Uranus conjunct the moon and it was in a trine with Ceres, the asteroid of motherhood and parenting would mean people would be motivated to come out based on the overturn of Roe versus Wade. And people did. People came out for abortion rights as well as democracy. And what was predicted as a red wave and has typically throughout history been a time where the sitting president loses seats in Congress, it did not materialize. It was more like a a pink wave where women, young people, and people who care about women's reproductive rights came out en masse to reject those policies as well as election deniers. Donald Trump had been pushing a huge slate of people who were election deniers. And out of the governor's races, all of them have lost at this point, except Carrie Lake, but she's looking like she will lose as well in Arizona. So Americans resoundly came out and rejected these extreme positions. And in the fact that we're in our Pluto return, where we have been called to assess our values and take actions based on them is really key with what happened. And Donald Trump is a very Mars-like figure. He has Mars on his ascendant and he's a Gemini. So this Mars retrograde is, is retrograding. It's going to retrograde right back over his sun in his public 10th house. And Neptune is squaring his sun. The transiting Neptune is squaring his sun. So one of the things about eclipses is they're known as the king is dead transits because in ancient times, at some point, people got the idea that it was something that signified that a leader would be dying. And so they would put in a proxy king in order to take the place of the real king during the eclipse and then bring the the real king back afterwards. And in some cultures, assassinate the proxy because they're thinking that the gods needed that sacrifice. 
But yeah, so Donald Trump is the king that died at this eclipse because his reputation has been very tarnished because he pushed all these extreme candidates and he's roundly being blamed for the fact that Republicans did so poorly at the midterms. Yeah. And Ron DeSantos, um, the governor of Florida did great and he's being elevated as the next standard bearer for that party. We shall see what happens with that, but I'm proud that America came through and stood up for democracy as well as, you know, women's reproductive freedoms. The theme of this week is return to joy. And there are three big things I want you to be aware of. The first is that asteroid Vesta has entered the sign of Pisces. And this asteroid is related to the home and the hearth and sisters. The goddess was worshipped by the Greeks as keeper of both the sacred fire and the home fire and keeping the fire on Mount Olympus lit. There's also association with virgins. Um, the Vestal virgins in ancient Rome were responsible to keep the sacred hearth in the center of, you know, the city lit as well. And they have a very interesting mythology, which you can Google if you're interested. But when you have transits in your chart to your Vesta, it often indicates something around the home, either you're selling or buying or home or moving or redecorating or have a problem with your home and things like that. Also, it can be something with your sister. So keep that in mind when you see transits coming to your Vesta. Especially, you may want to do some research on it if it's a key signature in your chart. If it is angular, meaning it's in the first, fourth, seventh, or tenth houses, or if it's next to one of your personal planets, it may be an important feature in your life. And you may be devoted to something in terms of devoted to a life of service is often common with people. It also can be devoted to religion or, or some kind of spiritual practice or having community with people who are like sisters. I'm very interested in this transit because as Vesta enters Pisces, which is a water sign, it's opposite the ascendant in Kyrgyzstan, Ukraine. And this story came to my attention that Putin and his troops were trying to destroy a dam in Ukraine in order to cause it to flood this town. Now, as of when I'm taping it, it was unsuccessful and the Ukrainians were able to drive them out. But Mars retrograde square Neptune, if they had been successful and flooded the town, that seems very on point with the transits. But Ukraine's in a lot of trouble in terms of power, water, because of the war against them that is being waged by the Russians. And I thought, looking at this transit, that that story may not be over. Yeah, Jupiter is in Pisces and the sun is in Scorpio and they're in a trine. So I think with Vesta re-entering Pisces, there may be some stories about a lot about excessive rain, bad weather, hurricanes this week. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully nothing tragic will be occurring. 
The next thing I want to bring your attention to is that Sagittarius season begins on Tuesday with the sun's entrance into that sign. And I love Sagittarius energy. The sign is ruled by the planet Jupiter, and Jupiter at this time is in Pisces, one of its homes. It's retrograde, but it's stationing to go direct. So hopefully we will be feeling more joy, more optimism, gaining back our sense of fun, being ready to celebrate the holidays with this energy. See if you feel like a big lightning of your emotions this week. I think it's going to be some really positive energy coming in with this transit. And lastly, there is going to be a new moon in Sagittarius on Wednesday at one degree of Sagittarius. I am really liking the chart of this new moon. I think a lot of people are going to have great experiences. Venus and Mercury are conjunct in Sagittarius as well. To me, this means people are going to be wanting to get together to have fun and celebrate with friends, family. People be in more of a mood to be together. And the new moon is conjunct the fixed star Talimon, which is the storyteller. It also is the teacher. And so if you want to expand your worldview in some way by taking a course of study, you may decide to do so during this lunation phase. People also may be willing to take actions based on their political, religious, or spiritual beliefs. So we'll see how it works out, but I'm hopeful with this. We still may be seeing some events that are related to the eclipse season. Mars is still retrograde, still squared Neptune, and Saturn and Uranus are still in a square and are what's called contraparallel, but I feel like there will be a big lightning of the energy. So be optimistic. Try to feel back into the joy of life if it has been damped down due to a lot of the upheaval and chaotic energy over the last couple of weeks. On Sunday, the word of the day is optimism. The balsamic moon phase begins at 13 Libra at 3.07 a.m. Pacific time. Libra is an air sign that encourages us to connect with other people in some lighthearted banter and trying to find win-win solutions with each other. So think about that as you move through the day. Vesta will enter the sign of Pisces at 1.17 p.m. Pacific time. And the big aspect of the day is that the sun in Scorpio will trine Jupiter in Pisces, both at 28 degrees Jupiter is the planet of luck, abundance, optimism, joy. It's the cosmic Santa Claus, and it loves to be in Pisces, the expansive water sign. So think about how you can be optimistic about life going forward. Now the sun may shine some truth on something that you need to be aware of. Shadow energies of Jupiter are being overindulgent or like self-righteous in your beliefs. So keep that in mind and try to find win-win solutions if you get into any kind of potential conflict with a loved one or anyone for that matter. On Monday, the word of the day is camaraderie. The moon will enter Scorpio at 9.15 a.m. Pacific time. Scorpio is deep waters, 
This can be a time where you can concentrate on strategy if there's something you need to dive beneath the surface and get to the bottom of that, that is something you can do as well. And on this day, the main transit is that Mercury will be conjunct Venus, the planet of love, beauty, and harmony. And Mercury rules communication. They're both at seven degrees of Sagittarius, the mutable fire sign. So this can be a great time where you and your colleagues get together and come up with a great strategy moving forward. The conversations may be very lively and inspirational. And yeah, keep that in mind on this day. It can be a wonderful day to connect and get to a deeper understanding about things in a way that serves both parties in a good way. On Tuesday, the word of the day is abundance. The sun will enter the sign of Sagittarius at 12.20 a.m. Pacific time. This mutable fire that is inspired, is joyful, is optimistic, and looks past the, the little details to see the big picture. So think about how you can have an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset as you move forward through the day. Notice if you wake up in a better mood than you did the day before. This is the day that the sun will square Vesta. This could be putting a spotlight on something around issues of home. This is a day I wonder if there will be some news about storms or or things like that. So see if you notice news about issues with storms or water on this day. On Wednesday, the word of the day is magnify. This is the day that the planet Jupiter stations to go direct at 28 Pisces at 3.02 p.m. Pacific time. When a planet goes direct, we can feel its energy a bit more intensely, especially five days before and five days after. Jupiter is typically known to bring good things and is considered a benefic planet but it magnifies things. It makes everything bigger. So just keep in mind, things may seem bigger than they really are. Try to get perspective. You may encounter people acting in a shadow way around Jupiter or being overly narcissistic or thinking they're God. Jupiter was the top God in Greek mythology or Roman mythology. Actually, it was Zeus in Greek mythology. Anyway, or being very preachy or things like that, or maybe very generous. So notice this week what gifts you get. Notice if you see other people bestowing gifts or abundance on other people, and just be aware that there may be some feelings of magnification where things seem bigger than they really are. So keep that in mind. The moon enters a sign of Sagittarius at 12.15 p.m. Pacific time. I highly recommend moving your body when the moon is in fire. So maybe take some time to go for a walk in nature, get some exercise in some way, and there'll be a new moon at 1 Sagittarius at 2.57 p.m. If you're listening in time, you can still come to my webinar that's happening on Sunday, this day that you're potentially listening to the podcast. You can check the link in my show notes for that. But this new moon is very potent. It's activating a lot of fixed stars. And so I'm going to talk about that in the webinar. So I'm very optimistic about this one. 
On Thursday, the word of the day is gratitude. In the U.S., it's Thanksgiving Day, a time to give thanks for all that we have and come together and have fellowship with others. I think it is so beautiful that we're having a goddess day. And a goddess day is the once a month when the moon and Venus are in the same sign and conjunct. And this day they're conjunct at 10 Sagittarius. So hopefully you will just have a lot of fun and joyful conversation. There may be some great stories and things with your family. Watch out and friends or whoever you're celebrating Thanksgiving with. Watch out for overindulgence. People may be, you know, tipping it a little too much. So that's one of the shadows of Sagittarius energy is just overdoing things. But hopefully you will have a beautiful Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. On Friday, the word of the day is forgiveness. So maybe someone said something or did something on the Thanksgiving holiday. I really want you to try to understand people are on edge. It's been very chaotic and hopefully you can harness forgiveness, especially after the moon enters the sign of Capricorn at 1.17 p.m. Pacific time. This is an earth sign. This is a sign where people could get a little critical because the moon will be reporting into Saturn. And I just caution you to avoid being critical of yourself or others. And yeah, just practice forgiveness because Venus will try and Chiron. So there's really an easy opportunity to hurt the ones we love or to help heal them. Chiron is the wounded healer. On Saturday, the word of the day is reflect. I think it's a great time to go back and look at the past week because there's been this opportunity for joy and abundance, but we're still under the shadow of Mars retrograde square Neptune. So think about, did you see the people around you as well as yourself acting in a way that was more trying to bring harmony, nurturing the abundance mindset, trying to practice forgiveness and compassion? Or did you see more of the Mars retrograde and Gemini people being nasty or critical or things like that? And let me know if you feel like you want to give some feedback on how your week went. The crescent moon's at 19 Capricorn at 9.40 p.m. Pacific time. So you can see that sliver. I encourage you to go out and look for the sliver of the moon at some point in the late afternoon or evening. What is being illuminated to you? I hope you set intentions at the new moon. And then, yeah, think about what is being illuminated for you at this time. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories or let me know how the daily themes play out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. 
I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.